0: Now, back to the Frontier Freedom Hour with Jeff Hunt, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt.
1: Well, howdy, 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 friends. Jeff Hunt, chief wagon boss of this operation, the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University, a university on a mission to train up the next generation of Christian conservatives, we are having one of the most important conversations I think you need to be equipped with right now today to be able to engage in what's happening in our culture at all levels, in our schools, in our businesses, in the public square, even within our families. Critical race theory, critical theory, what is it we're talking to an expert on this on this issue? Dr. Douglas Grotei's new book out, Fire in the Streets, how you can confidently respond to incendiary cultural topics. you got to go to Amazon and get this book. This is a must-read for Christians out there. We're talking with the author, Dr. Douglas Grotice, a professor at Denver Seminary, Colorado Christian University, and a fellow at the Centennial Institute. So Dr. Groteis, tell us, what is critical theory? What is this thing that's kind of permeated our culture?
0: Yeah, so it's important to put this into context, because what we've seen in the last two years especially is some people being very concerned about critical race theory, or CRT, and the response has been, first of all, what do you mean? There's no such thing. Don't worry about it. Not a big deal. And then it was basically, well, it does exist, but it's only taught in law schools, and it's on the syllabi of some law students, but don't worry about it. And then it was basically, listen, if you don't support it, you're a racist. So we've got to get down to the basics here. And really, we need to start a little further up, and that is with Marxism, a little further down, actually way down uh, in the hell regions. Critical theory came out of Marxism, and critical race theory came out of critical theory. So Marxism is an atheistic worldview founded by Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels. And it was materialistic. There's no God, no heaven, no angels, no divine plan for history. And society is understood in terms of economics and economic conflict. There's no real harmony of interest. It's only discord. So they produced uh, this very uh, incendiary document, the Communist Manifesto. And it says that all of history is fueled by class conflict. And the way it was working out in their day, they claimed, was that the owners of the bourgeois class was exploiting the workers of the proletarian class. So it's class conflict and even class warfare. And the owners, simply by being owners and making a profit, were exploiting the workers. They were alienated from the fruits of their labor. And this was intrinsically, incorrigibly unjust. There's no reforming capitalism. It has to be destroyed. So Marx and Engels called for a revolution, not a reform, but a complete tearing down. In fact, in the Communist Manifesto, they say that the the bourgeois class needs to be swept away and rendered impossible. So these ideas, were put into place, put into effect, of course, in Russia through the Bolsheviks revolution. In 1917, they're put into place by Mao Zedong a few decades later, by Pol Pot later. And the result was 100 million state-sponsored murders of their own citizens. It's the most egregious political crime you could imagine. Now, amazingly, some thinkers in the 20s and 30s, uh, this is when the, the Russian Revolution had already taken place, but these thinkers in Frankfurt, Germany, people like Herbert Marcuse and Max Horkheimer and Theodore Adorno and others, Eric Fromm, uh, said, you know, the West in general is not getting with the program. The workers, let's say in America or in Western Europe, are fairly happy and they have a decent a decent standard of living we have to tell them we need to convince them that they're really oppressed they think they're not oppressed but they're just suffering from the false understanding a false consciousness of their true condition so these folks had to leave germany they eventually went to the united states to columbia university and they developed something that came to be known as critical theory and The essence of this is that we can't give up Marxism. We can't repent and believe in God and God's providence over history and take the Bible as our standard. So we'll keep Marx, but we need to augment him. We need to rejigger him a little bit. And the idea is, well, everybody is still oppressed except the owners. But the oppression goes to deeper levels. If you are a person of color, to use our term, if you are a sexual minority, to use our term, then you are oppressed by the white, male, uh, heteronormative dominance. So we need to tell you how oppressed you are. Now, if you know anything about the 1960s, there was a lot of revolutionary activity, violence, there was fire in the streets, uprisings, talk of revolution, and this was really fueled by... uh, critical theory, and particularly the thinking of uh, Herbert Marcuse, who came and eventually settled in in California, and he was a mentor to Angela Davis, the radical activist and later tenured professor, now uh, revered uh, racial thinker, who was a mentor to several of the leaders of Black Lives Matter. So, okay, how do we go from critical theory to critical race theory? Well, I don't know that there was a defining time, like, you know, 1978. But since race had been factored in now, the idea was, well, we need to be critical of society. American society and any free market society is intrinsically corrupt and oppressive. And we need to fan the flames of racial animosity and racial discontent along with the idea that if you're not a heterosexual person, you are oppressed, you are marginalized. So with the thinking of people like Kimberly Crenshaw and uh, the legal scholar Derrick Bell, who was a pretty big influence on Barack Obama, we had something developed called critical race theory. And like Marxism, it divides society into the oppressors and the oppressed, Uh, They're very strict, absolute categories. Now, you can be doubly and triply oppressed, though. So this is called intersectionality. So if you are, say, a black woman lesbian, then you have three marks of oppression. And so society owes you a tremendous amount because just in your very being, by being black, by being a woman, by being a lesbian, You are oppressed by the whole systemically oppressive, systemically racist, systemically heteronormative system. So that's, believe it or not, the shorter version of how we went from Marxism to critical theory to critical race theory. And someone can hold the basic tenets of critical race theory without having ever read some of the people I've said, because... The influence is there. It's in the air. It's in curricula. It's taught in teaching colleges. It's articulated in the Senate, in the Congress, and even from the executive right now.
1: We're talking with Dr. Douglas Groteis, author of the new book, Fire in the Streets, how you can confidently respond to incendiary cultural topics. And as you mentioned, Dr. Groteis, this has permeated everything. I mean, it really is the kind of worldview of the younger generation, and we've got about a minute here before we hit up a commercial break, but uh, talk a little bit about how especially young people bought into this idea that everything's about uh, power, classes, and there's oppressors and oppressed, and it it really is, in, in especially in education, which I think is critical for people to understand with regards to their children and what their grandchildren mm-hmm. may be experiencing right now?
0: Well, I think the key researcher and reporter who's dealing with this right now is Christopher Rufo, R-U-F-O. And he has an essay in the most recent In Primus, which is put out by Hillsdale College, called Laying Siege to the Institutions. And he makes the argument that these ideas, which are far-left ideas, really do permeate our society in civil government, education, certainly uh, popular media. So we have to get to the root of it and expose what it is. Uh, Certainly oppression and injustice happens in society, but it's not so simple that you can divide it up into one group versus another group. The ultimate problem is in the hearts of men and women. It's sin, it's selfishness. So to make it societal and think you can somehow address it most significantly through massive political changes, and they support socialism to do this. It has to be a top-down change of society. It has to be transformed and not reformed. But to think you can do it through politics is an unrealistic vision of human beings and society, and it leaves uh, the Lord, Completely out of all of it. We we redeem ourselves through politics, which is always a recipe for disaster, if not just absolute catastrophe, as we saw in the Marxist nations in the 20th century.
1: And I want to get to this during the next segment. We're talking to Dr. Douglas Groteis, a professor at Denver Seminary as well as Colorado Christian University. Friends, he is one of the preeminent apologists in engaging the culture from a Christian worldview, which we're going to get to next. How does, this, how does Christianity engage with critical race theory? How do those two meet together? And what is the Christian response? All of this coming up on the Frontier Freedom Hour, hosted by the Centennial Institute at at Colorado Christian University. I'm Jeff Hunt. We'll be right back.